Welcome to Blast the Airwaves with Blast Intermediate Unit 17. Here at Blast Intermediate Unit 17, we strive to transform lives and communities through educational services. On this podcast, we will provide you with educational solutions for all, no matter the learning environment. So teachers, administrators, caregivers, what are you waiting for? What would happen if we started questioning what if? What if we had a positive perspective on education? What if we flipped the switch on education? What if we were the solution? Hello listeners, we are excited to blast the airwaves with you today and provide educational solutions for all. My name is Rebecca Gibney and I'm the Curriculum and Online Learning Specialist here at Blast Intermediate Unit 17. I'm thrilled to welcome you to this episode of Blast the Airwaves. We have spent these past couple of episodes focusing on feedback specifically, but you can't have feedback without assessment. So what does assessment look like in this world we're living in right now? Many educators are thinking about this right now, but let me tell you this. If your students can Google an answer, you probably need to start rethinking your assessment. Yes, it's easier to use that multiple choice exam or that quick auto-graded assessment you may have used last year, but what are the students really learning then? How to Google? Now is the time to reimagine, rethink assessment. It is time to make learning experiences authentic and give your students real world experiences that are at their fingertips. Often we stray away from these kinds of assessments because there is just so much room for grading error, so much room for negotiations when it comes to grading. Rubrics are to the teacher's discretion or the student discretion. And students have more voice and choice, and it can be time-consuming. I get it, I do. But I want you to think about everything we've discussed previously in this session and this season of Blasi Airwaves. The importance of building positive relationships, the strength of providing meaningful and engaging tasks, the role of practice and feedback. Shifting our mindsets to more authentic assessments and not just a right or wrong assessment is helpful in all of these aspects of effective teaching. So let's talk about the different types of assessment and grading. Let's picture it in its real world virtual setting. Formative assessments. Exit slips, you can still have them virtually. Sure, it's not a real world example, it could be, but it helps you check for understanding and know what direction you might need to take for your future lessons. Simple questions on Google Forms, Microsoft Surveys, Socrative, and other programs help to gauge where our students are after each lesson. Polling, give your student voice and choice by adding some virtual polls to the conversation. Many of the virtual platforms have polling systems already built in. But I also love using programs like Answer Garden and Pull Everywhere. Summative assessments, project-based learning, authentic assessments, genius projects, choice boards. There are so many options for summative assessments. It moves from it moves more from rote memorization and learning simply for a test to something more real, something more authentic. 
The learning becomes meaningful for students and they're able to see the long-term benefits. The importance with summative assessments, whether you're using projects or tools within your LMS, is to teach your students academic honesty and ethical decision-making. When teaching in brick and mortar, sure, we have these conversations, but we are there to babysit. As we assess our students, we pace the rows back and forth, eyes peeled, but we aren't there to do that virtually. With that being said, these conversations become more real. We must be proactive and we must trust our students. I recently read a screenshot of a student response on Twitter. The teacher posed the question, what is one thing you would change about your classes or school? The student responded, it isn't about learning. It's about turning in things on time. The student continues to express the emotional state she or he is in and experiencing and how teachers should focus less on the checklist and more on checkpoints. Pause. Take in this comment. Focus less on the checklist and more on the checkpoints. Yes, we need to assess to see student progress, but if you're looking at your content as a checklist, you're going about this all the wrong way. These assessments are checkpoints. A time to re-engage with students, to touch base with them both academically and emotionally. We give them formative and summative assessments, again, both for academics and the socio-emotional checkpoints, but what do we do with the results? If you recall, in one of the previous episodes, we pointed out that it isn't the assessment itself, but more so the feedback we provide and the instructional shifts we make as a result of the assessments that make us effective. So let me ask you this, and we're gonna go a little deep here. What do your grades really mean for your students? Is Tracy's A really a reflection of her learning or a reflection of her behavior? Let me get on my soapbox here for a little because this is something that as an instructional coach, I've been toying with for years. The idea behind grading for mastery versus grading for compliance. I urge you, please do not fall into the habit of grading for compliance when teaching in the virtual world. Don't get me wrong, there's a time and place for these non-academic indicators. Maybe a citizenship grade or a self-regulation grade, a student grade. These are habits we're trying to build with our youth. These are conversations. These are skills that students need to learn over time. This is mentorship. That is not something you put a grade on. However, These grades should not inflate the student's grade so that the grade does not really resemble the learning taking place. The majority of the final grade should be determined by results from summative assessments. This will eventually teach students to value their participation and self-regulate as they get older. And with time, they will learn the correlation of participation and learning. I've had many conversations with my colleagues about this topic, and I know many educators across the nation have this same conversation. It is okay, we can agree to disagree. But just like Fisher and Fry encourage in their book, I too reinforce that grading still needs to be part of the discussion with your colleagues and your students, no matter the learning environment. As an educator, it is your job to promote learning 
Learning takes place when feedback occurs and feedback only occurs when there is some form of assessment taking place. That cannot go away, formal or informal. You yourself commit to focusing on learning and the language of learning in your own classroom. We would like to thank you for blasting the airwaves with us today. If you like the show, please subscribe or leave a review. If you want to know more, check out www.iu17.org for further resources and show notes. As always, we want to thank you for what you do every single day. Remember, keep shining. We'll be back next episode to provide you another educational solution for all as we continue to transform lives and communities through educational services.